Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger, and today we have an episode talking about the latest and greatest with the Angular CLI, uh, version 6 to be specific. So let's get into it and say hi to our panelists, and then we'll meet our guests. Uh, so join us today as panelists. We've got Alyssa Nichol with us. Alyssa, how's it going? Hi. And we've got Austin McDaniel. How's it going, Austin? How's it going? Are you going in alphabetical order? Is that is that how you? Uh, I know um, he always goes me first. That's the rule. <laughs> if you ever didn't do me first, I would cry. <laughs> I, I'm just looking at the panels, the little person panels down here at the bottom, and I don't know if that's like the last person to join ends up on the far left. I don't know, oh. but that, that's what I'm going on. Um, uh, yeah, so <laughs> there you go, Bonnie. What's going on? whole lot of nada i'm pretty excited to have this uh impromptu i'm not gonna say see now i've learned not to like be excited about the speaker i have to just like let you tell us who the speaker is go. but i'm always excited to be here and i'm rocking my hat nice nice yeah. yeah we're almost there we got a couple more squares and then we're to the the i uh, guess so i'm excited <laughs> all right we've got ed joining us today ed how's it going good how are you guys doing good good to have you here and then our guest today, somebody you might know, Mike Brocky. What's going on, Mike? Nothing. I didn't know I was a guest, but I'm a guest now. You're, Yay. you're, you're a guest now. Any Anytime the show is focused on the CLI, you're one of the guests. In this case, you're the only guest. So there you go. We're talking about the CLI? No, you're talking <laughs> about the CLI. We're, oh. we're commenting on it. I want to do some research. Can I do some research first? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I've got a bug list for you to talk about. Hey, we're, we're going to need to know how long it's good. We're actually going to, this is, we're, I'm, we're just here to pick on Mike because I'll have you guys know that as soon as Justin hit the button to go live, it said, Mike Brocky just muted you. And I'm like, what real? So yeah, so I'm going to be picking on Mike. Mike, I, I, I have a lot of complaints about the CLI. I tell you, I, I, I try, you know, keep everybody positive in here. I don't know what happens. Sometimes it just goes off the hook and we'll pick. I know. I don't know. We'll, we'll rectify that. We're just, we're yeah. just kidding. You know, I love Mike Brocky and I love the CLI. So I say this with a lot of, uh, yeah. Humor. All right. So we got a new version of it. Uh, some pretty big changes, right? Uh, some exciting, a lot of exciting stuff. So let's, uh, Let's hear it from uh, Mike. What what do we got going on here at the CLI six? Mike, right. tell us, tell us, Mike. Everything, okay, everything that's new, uh, a lot. Um, I think the first thing to talk about. Let me let me look at my notes here. Yeah, okay. Um, we should we should talk about making your own libraries because I'm kind of really excited about that. Okay, hold on. Let me mute Bonnie. Uh, <laughs> there, there's things that we need to talk about before that before Fine. we get it, before we get Sorry. into features. So I want to hear that one too, Mike. <laughs> All we okay. want to talk about is libraries. <laughs> libraries are filled with books. Okay, <laughs> done. All right. So, CLI six. So the, the big thing is that we went from version one point seven dot x, not x, but just uh, as a minor version, to version six point zero. So there's an alignment of major version numbers between Angular Core. Angular CLI and Angular Material. Everything is now at version six. Um, so major versions will be in sync and all on the same schedule for release every six-ish months. Um, but 
just keep in mind that those are just major version numbers. Each package is free to add, uh, to do minor releases of different features or patch releases at their own schedule. Those may or may not stay in sync. Does that mean in six months we'll be at CLI version seven dot something or does the major version not necessarily change the first number? Major number is the first, or major version is the first number. So uh, in fall, early winter, uh, look for CLI seven, Angular seven, Material seven, and then six months from that, Austin, math question, what's after seven? What'll be around the, this time next year? <laughs> I think nine. That sounds right. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, about uh, uh, April, May, or whatever next year, uh, look for CLI 8. Now, That's everyone, fine. you heard that first on Angular Air. We can get Mike to stick to that. Yeah. That's that's in line with all the offerings coming out of Angular, right? We got material in line with that. Everything's kind of uh, onto the same version number. Is that correct? Yes. I, I'm neglecting your comment. We just hold Mike responsible for all of it at this point. Is that we can do that, right? I mean, if it, Angular is late on their release, it's probably Brocky's fault. Yeah. I think that, yeah. that was actually true with this Angular 6 version, right? <laughs> All right, I think, I think uh, everything is everybody except for Mike. Mike's not getting much love right now. Mike, I'm sure it's not on you. Hey, I, I have a request. Is it possible to just have a show you and I chatting, Justin? I mean, yes. That, that, would be, that would be nice. Maybe. I want to hear about libraries. Libraries is last. Hopefully, we have time within the hour that I can get through. I mean, it's taken us, what, 10 minutes, and we've gotten through version numbers. Shut up, Mike. It's important. Now move on. Move on. What do we got? Yeah. Uh, we could talk about new features because everybody wants to talk about new features, but not libraries, right? I think the most exciting thing that came out of uh, version 6 with a new release is two new commands that were added to the uh, uh, CLI, ng-add and ng-update. Uh, anybody have a preference of which we talk about first? Update. Update. Add. Add. No, okay. Choice between satisfying Austin and satisfying Justin. Okay. We'll go I ahead. Update. Vote for update. I got slash first, so update. Go ahead, Ed. Oh, I got to vote for update over there. You want to give an update on update? An update update? No, that's your job to give the update on update. <laughs> All right. Now so, I know who came up with. Some I always have to static. use the force flag. All right, I you, I want to update you. Update libraries, so that could be a good segue. All right, we're talking update command. Go, Mike. Okay, so edgy update is a new command uh, for libraries or packages that decide to support ng upgrade. Update, update. Ng upgrade and ng update are two different things. Ng upgrade is moving from AngularJS to Angular, and ng-update is a new command in the CLI. So if a package uh, implements the uh, necessary rules for uh, following ng-update, you can then update your versions of those libraries from one version to the next and write different rules using schematics uh, to be able to go through and fix any breaking change, take advantage of new features, modify um, client applications, to be able to take advantage of that new package or of that new version. 
And the cool thing about that is any library uh, can actually do this. Uh, it's just the schematic called update. So if you're no. building a library. You are wrong. False, false, time out, time out. Uh, it, it could be named anything. Um, ng update is a key uh, at the root of your package.json. There's a specification for that in the documentation of the dev kit of what values need to be set within there because you can have different migrations. So if you're at version five and you're moving to version six or six to six to two, you can specify multiple different migrations that can run from one version to another um, to be able to update the application. So if it's a multi-step process, if somebody's on version five and you're releasing version eight and you have different migrations to get from three to four, four to five, five to six, all the way up to eight, uh, with even minor jumps that will determine which migrations need to run in order to get to that uh, latest point. Yeah, one cool thing that we did uh, for Material is you there's actually uh, ng update for Material. So if you have Material, you want to get to the latest version and things like that, there's updates to walk you through all the steps, all the new API changes and things like that as well. This is true. Um, yeah, there's a few libraries out there that have taken advantage of it. And like you said, anybody could do that. So if you have your own library that you're using, uh, whether or not it's published on NPM or on a private repo, uh, you can write your own NPM or NG update schematics uh, to handle those different migrations. I'll be sure to put a note about that uh, documentation in the show notes. Because that'll so be helpful. When you uh, run update, uh, is it going to run all of those versions, all of those steps automatically for you? Are you going to pick, or how's that work? So it'll, if you're, it'll look into your package.json and say, all right, you're at version 3.0.0. And the latest version, when it tries to download, is version 5. So it'll say, oh, well, we're going from 3 to 5. What different migrations need to run in order to get from location or version X to version Y? Martin wants to know, Chaos Monster in the chat wants to know if this won't bloat the schematics with upgrade business logic. There's different options of how you could write those schematics. You could write it as part of your package, or you could have it as a separate package as well, if you want to do it that way. Uh, but then again, if your library um, or your package is tree shakeable, then uh, that logic won't, it may be longer for an install time uh, to install your package, but not necessarily included in your bundle as you build the application. Tree shaking, good. Is there, is, so which one of those ways would you recommend to have it separate or to have it all included? Just I, personal preference? Yeah, yeah, personal preference, whatever you want to do. Um, either will work. Um, I guess the only or the advantage that I would find of doing it in the main package is that it's already there um, as part of it. It's not an extra dependency that you have to worry about maintaining. That would be so no, so uh, no deprecation policy. Uh, that would be up to you to um, have your own deprecation policy for your own APIs. So ng upgrade or update sounds really cool. If I'm on Angular 4, Angular 5, can I take advantage of this today? So I believe that the update up 
yeah, the update schematic that's there goes from five to six. Um, so it's a new feature um, to take advantage of. But moving forward, uh, the plan is to include update schematics for all future versions. And this update is not just going to update our um, package dependencies and things like that. It has the potential to then update code for us as well, right, with the schematics and everything underlying it? Absolutely. So as schematics are, which is a much deeper topic that we've talked about before, um, you can uh, import things in like the TypeScript um, AST parser uh, to be able to go through and ascertain different information. I used the big word ascertain uh, <laughs> information about people's uh, applications to read their code, find out what it's doing and what APIs it's using to be able to um, determine where there may be a breaking change. Uh, the best example that I found to explain it easier to people is so when Angular 2 to 4, I believe, is when the change from using the template tag to use an ng template uh, occurred to be able to go through your HTML templates and say, oh, hey, it looks like you're using the template tag. I'm automatically going to change that tag to the ng template, and therefore you won't have to deal with any breaking changes or deprecation warnings because we'll be able to ascertain that logic. Now, NG update wasn't in place for two to four, but that's the type of logic that could be written. Would uh, it actually like rewrite changes. it? Or does it like ask you in the terminal and like you say, yes, do that on that file? Uh, no, it will do it for you. Uh, so the recommendation- It's a big string replace, right? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, um, the recommendation is to make sure you have a saved copy of what you're about to change. Um, so just make sure yeah, you do git commit before, create a new branch, whatever. Just work in a clean git environment or version control environment. If you're not using git, if you're using something else, make sure you have an environment with no change, no other changes so that you can isolate um, the update process. What were you going to say, Ed? Oh, I was just going to say to go use git, but you said it. <laughs> Yes, get good. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And that's alliteration too. That's so cool. See, I'm just so used to Mike being this like big goofy guy that makes us all laugh. And then he starts like this and I'm like, oh yeah. And he's also really smart. It's like a bonus, Mike. I like to just talk about the things that other people have done. It makes me sound smart. Yeah. yeah. Never underestimate the Brocky. <laughs> all right. Uh, how about uh, NG ad? NG ad. Um, I Oh, ad is exciting for library owners um, and very exciting for users. So NG, Austin's laughing, I think. Oh, maybe it's about this, maybe it's <laughs> so, so basically it's exciting for everyone or what? It, it I is, know, but, I was like, why isn't it only exciting? <laughs> different levels of excitement. So as a library or author, uh, you typically in your readme, you start writing, hey, this is how you contribute as one section. And then there's the setup section that could be, I don't know, three lines, four lines are scrollable. Uh, hey, first you need to install the package. Then you need to um, add this module. Then you need to set up your components. Then you need to do this. Then you need to do that. And 75 steps later, hey, look, you can finally get started. That's too much work. It is. So not only that, but do you have to document all that, but then your users have to do all of that. So by saying ng add, um, and then a given package. Uh, so for example, cause I'm familiar with it. Uh, actually Austin's familiar with this, so we can ask him questions too. If you were to do ng add at angular slash material, it will add the dependency for angular material. 
to your package.json and then go through and add some imports um, into your root module, I believe. Correct, Austin? Thumbs up or down? Yeah, so when you do ng-add uh, angular uh, slash material, it um, adds the dependencies of the package to your package.json, like Mike said. Uh, it also adds the CDK, um, which is necessary for Angular, uh, and installs these uh, with NPM. And then it also um, adds uh, basically browser animation. If that's not already added, uh, it adds the default fonts and icons uh, to, your, uh, to your project. Um, it sets some like body spacing and things like that. Um, and, and basically just gets, you know, that big page of things that you do when you first install material, right? Those are no longer needed now. So the benefit to a library author is that they don't have necessarily need to maintain those document, that documentation anymore. That could just be, Hey, run ng add and then my package, the package name, and it'll do all those steps for them. So it automates a lot of that process. But for a user, you don't have to worry about following each one of those steps, A, step A, B, C, D, all the way down to Z or whatever uh, steps that may be there. It's all handled automatically. So, and, go ahead. So how is it handled automatically for the library owners? Like, what do they need to do in order for it? Uh, well, first of all, it simplifies their documentation, like I said. Uh, if you want to, have, have the ability that ng-add works for your package. Uh, all you have to do is define a schematic collection uh, for your package. And inside of that pack or inside of that collection of schematics include uh, ng-add, a schematic named ng-add. And from there, it will run that schematic after it's installed your dependency to be able to run that schematic. So, and then that given schematic can go ahead and add additional dependencies, modify uh, ng modules, or modify CSS, HTML, TypeScript, whatever you need to do that functionality uh, to be able to add that in. And then do you as a package owner or library owner have to handle the logic to do the NPM install stuff or the yarn, or is that you get that for free? So the installation of your package is handled by ng-add. So if your package is at angular slash material, uh, as the example, it will automatically install that for you and or set that up in the package.json as well as install that. However, if you would like to have any other uh, packages added, like Austin mentioned uh, that the material package depends upon the CDK, then you automatically have to add, or you have to manually add that dependency and then tell schematics to run the install task at, uh, upon completion. What about RxJS? Uh, Chaos Monster, my friend Martin is in the chat asking about RxJS uh, because it's separate right now, it's not included, but it would need to move from Angular 5 to Angular 6. From, 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 move from RxJS from 5 to 6? Yeah, that would be part of the ng update process. Um, ng or excuse me, RxJS doesn't necessarily need to have ng add functionality because it's already a dependency of Angular. So Angular already. I knew that. Yeah. You you get it as part of generating a CLI project. Yes. So is it? So that's why he was asking if it was if you had included that, or he said he said why didn't you include that? Which you know. 
because you are responsible for the entire Angular ecosystem. It all comes down to you. <laughs> uh, no, RxJS is included um, when Angular updates. I believe RxJS also updates as part of that process. Doesn't it do the? Um, Isn't that part of the Angular core upgrade? Yes. Or I update. So. I believe that's the case. I'm not 100% positive, but I believe so. I would have to refer. You can look at uh, update.angular.io to find out all those steps. But I think that's handled when you run uh, when you update Angular Core. I think just run ng update dash all, and your life is done. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a force flag in there too. <laughs> Cover all your bases. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> okay, so with. Uh, ng add, we just need to get the world on board with uh, writing their schematics so we have support for all libraries, right? That's one thing we need to do. Yeah, I think uh, part of that is working on documentation for schematics as well so that people understand uh, the best ways to write schematics so that they can use them for these particular features, as well as you know, there's your features. I, 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 I want to throw something in there because if you're trying to kind of figure out the schematics and um, you're not entirely getting everything that you need, there was a really good talk. Uh, uh, it's on YouTube, NGConf, the thermonuclear, what is it called? I can't remember. Global thermonuclear. Global thermonuclear. Yes, that was a really good one. So, because uh, I, I really like that. I thought you broke it down and made it kind of simple and kind of silly and it was pretty easy to understand. I thought, don't let it go to your head. but. <laughs> That was a great talk because, um, not just because I gave it. Because um, we were but, heckling you in the front row. <laughs> no, it's the only talk I've ever given where people cheered for me when I ran unit tests and they failed. It was it was odd to run unit tests, have them fail, and people cheered. And that was awesome because you warned us because you knew, because we knew that you were going to fail. Did I? I don't know. I kind of blacked out a little in the middle. It was the a great talk. And, and I'm then you not get just more saying cheers that. when you fix it. Yeah, yeah. But there were a couple of us uh, that were sitting in the front row that were like heckling him the whole time, and he was awesome. He just like pushed right through it. I, I kind of like Angular of, Air. Yeah, I got a lot of practice for with hecklers from that from doing the show a few times. And just uh, I want to just say something, FYI. I would I would recommend uh, people to not heckle the speaker. That's true. Yeah, yeah. True. You're right. I'm sorry. So. You know, it, yeah, it because, case <laughs> because normally if you're up there and people heckle you, it's really bad and it's very distracting. It's very difficult to keep your composure. So we recommend not doing that. But we admired him more because we heckled him and he handled that. But you're right, Justin. Don't listen to me, people. Don't do that. It's me. Don't be like me. It was, it was in good spirit, I know. Uh, okay, so this uh, ng add. If I'm in a user and I do ng add on a library out there that doesn't isn't tricked out ready for this schematic scenario, what's that experience going to be like? So that's a good question. So if you were to run ng add and something that doesn't support it, like ng xs, um, right? <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. I didn't get any reaction. You went down, Austin. That was cold. Sorry. I wasn't even paying wasn't attention. Listening. Yeah, I, I, he wasn't. That's okay. So if you were to run ng-add on a uh, package that does not support ng-add, then it would just install that dependency for you and run the npm install for you. So it would be just like running npm install dash dash save. Or install package name dash dash save. 
I feel like you and Philippe and and Hans sometimes must have meetings where it's like, okay, what what can we possibly think of that these crazy people are going to try and make sure that we think of that? Because like you think ahead of everything that we could possibly do wrong and you have an answer for it. I think that it was just a product of, all right, well, we've got this tool schematic sitting here and we feel like it was being underutilized with ng new and ng generate that, not that it doesn't fulfill those needs, but it certainly does, but it's possible to do so much more um, to be able to say, all right, well, rather than just generating some things, why not generate uh, the idea of adding it for a new package or to update a package to keep everything uh, up to date? Um, and I want to give a shout out to Stephen Flew when he came up with this term for NG update. It was basically the idea that Angular and and supporting libraries are essentially evergreen now, where versions don't really matter. That it's kind of, I mean, we've kind of been driving home that point that versions are less important, but with update to be able to just get your application up to date with the latest versions, it's like your application is becoming evergreen with the different versions that support NG update. You know, while you're on that, let's mention the uh, the website that's out there. What what's the URL of the website that shows? Isn't it you? like update.angular.io? Is that it? It, it is. It would be the same one that I uh, gave out earlier. Okay, so that that's <laughs> yeah. going to tell you um, <laughs> what what you need to do in order to update your application, and then. I was a little confused by this whenever I first saw it because I assumed I could just do what Ed said, like ng update all, and it would work. So I was like, what is this website guiding me through steps? Why is there so steps? There needs to be steps at this point uh, to get up to version six because the version of ng update that is currently new in version six, you have to get essentially get to that point first before you can start utilizing the uh, features that oh, were added. Oh, okay, I see. So that's why the this initial uh, process of using ng update is a little bit more complicated and involved than uh, going from six to beyond. But I think it also gives you a home for describing what, what those changes are, right? I mean, you look at your diff in your Git, you may not be evident of uh, what changed. Like the template to ng template, that may be pretty clear cut, but other changes might not. And you could go to the site and, and get that explanation of what the differences are, you know, human readable. Absolutely. Making things easier is good. Um, what else? I was looking at the specifications. Update. Libraries. Libraries. Okay, side of ng add, what's the next thing? Is it libraries? No, it's not. <laughs> I, 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 but but it's really not. Fine. So it's the new configuration structure changes. Oh, now that is cool, though. I'll give you that. Okay. See? Okay, I'm, we can not, talk I'm not just that. making things cool. up to upset you and <laughs> Austin. Yeah, um, right. So. If you have your Angular application from version um, 1.x of the CLI and you update it to version 6, you'll notice that one of the changes in there is the fact that the .angular-cli.json file is removed. And, yes. And added in there in its place is angular.json. Uh, the name changes for consistency as well as it's also not a hidden file by default. It doesn't start with a dot. 
although .angular, .json is still is supported as well if you want to hide that file uh, from your file system. But the structure of that file has changed. Uh, from the pieces that I've worked on, the main advantage of that is to be able to predefine values for when you run ng-generate or ng-up or ng-new. Uh, you were limited to the number of values that you could set within there. And you were also limited to only specify defaults for schematics that were the default schematics. So if you wanted to default something for a component of directive, uh, you would have to have a, in your own custom schematics, have to have one called component or directive. But now with the new structure, you have to specify the full name and path of the schematic. So collection colon schematic name, and that will give you the ability to provide defaults for any of your schematics that you run and generate against. Why does that give us the ability to do defaults? Because it, um, it gives you the granularity to specify the collection as well, not just oh, the I schematic see. name. Okay. And also the structure of the Angular CLI.json was restrictive of what keys you could put in that JSON file. But those have been removed. It just needs to be a string um, with an object to be able to define different defaults within there. So if you have your own custom schematics, um, so maybe you're using the NX ones that uh, Narwhal provides, then, okay, I have wrong. I was actually guessing that Justin would be more excited about that, but apparently it was just Bonnie getting excited. But if you want to provide defaults for those schematics, you could do that. Uh, well, Martin was just asking about that in the chat about the NX workspace not being needed anymore. That, that that's a much more involved discussion. But sorry, just... Martin. Oh, <laughs> involved. That, that question was rejected, Martin. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. It wasn't, re it wasn't rejected. It's just much more involved than the time that we have remaining here. Victor um, released a. Victor released a great blog post today, just uh, earlier today, about uh, the release of NX6 and its support for Angular CLI 6 and how they work together with all the new changes and stuff. So oh. check that out. We'll, we'll Victor's blog posts are kind of epic. I love his blog posts. But um, but yeah, this, this talks more about the, the changes to the project file. Yeah, and stuff like yeah that. so to finish that point so with schematics you can provide defaults for whatever collection and whatever schematic you're using uh so if you are using your own custom schematic and you have a collection with your own custom schematics within there you can define different defaults within there uh and those will be picked up from the config file and passed along to your schematic before it even executes so that's something that I think is provides a lot more flexibility to you as a consumer of the CLI, as a user. Is that all that changed in that file? No. Oh. The file name changed too. Remember? <laughs> um, no, it's also restructured to the, um, so there was an apps property in Angular CLI.json. That's now uh, projects, but you can specify different configuration based at the project level. And that also is reflective that there's new builders. Um, so the build tooling is detached now from the CLI itself. So they're separate packages. Um, and we're working on- And that's so we can use Bazel, right? 
<laughs> eventually there will be a Bazel um, builder as well. Uh, right now is just the default Webpack um, builder. When's that coming? In the future. <laughs> hey, hey, let's talk a little bit about that app and the, and the build things and stuff like that in a little bit more detail uh, to maybe kind of uh, identify what, what the experience was like before that and then what it is that it, this is providing so people know how if they go and hack on that and stuff like that, what, what they're working with. Yeah. So this a lot of the different commands. So build, test, serve, E to E, lint. Uh, I think that may be all of them. Uh, the, the process that runs to execute those is something called a builder. And those each have their own different config or those different or have their own options within Angular.json, which can be overridden with different configurations. So for example, you can specify with your production configuration when you're building to replace the environments file. So that's uh, much more flexible uh, to be able to specify a given replacement. So maybe for dev and staging, you have different, um, or is it the same environments file or something else that um, you want to replace within there? You can do that. You can specify, uh, I think it's like AOT and build optimizer can all be defined within um, the angular.json. So you can specify those values. So you don't have to worry about writing long config scripts or, or NPM scripts to be able to supply different options. You can do that right in your configuration file. So what right, was these maps, but then we had this whole build process that was the same for any one app and you would target an app and say, this is the one that I wanna build, right? And now with this, we have more fine grained control over that build process per app, or in this case, their project, right? So per project, we have yes. more fine-grained control over the build process, the test process, all those individual steps. Now we can configure per app um, and have more, more control. Is that correct? So you, have, so you have the ability to configure that from there to be able to define um, those different options that you want passed into those different processes that get run. Um, and down the road, um, once we finalize on some more standardized APIs, that that process will be opened up for people to build their own builders. So, so if you necessarily want to have a basal build, or if you wanted to write one based off of Gulp or Grunt or Broccoli or anything else, or what have you, then you can um, run that there or specify your builder there and then pass options into it. And that's the process that we run to handle that. We have more. Sorry, go ahead. I just have one. I was just on this. <laughs> Sorry, that's There's okay. One, one more thing on this, right? Um, yeah. So, I think a, a good scenario example of this would be: I've got my project or my individual application, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to uh, server side render it, right? And so, in development, I don't want to server side render it. I want to work on it just as is, but then I want to be able to build it for server-side rendering as well. And prior to that, we would have like a main server TS file along with our main file. And it was kind of tricky to do that. But with this build scenario scripts, we could have one that says build, you know, for local build for server-side rendering and kind of encapsulate that and, and organize that a little bit better. And it gives us that opportunity to kind of do that cleanly in here. But would that be correct? Yeah, so server-side rendering is a little bit um, different in that you're also building for a completely different target there. So instead of building with the target of uh, client in mind, 
uh, you're building in regards to server as the output. That's why garage door opener uh, run it. If you guys hear that sound in the background. Um, but yeah, the, you can specify the configuration for that to be able to run that and then different sub configurations within that. So the target would be server and then the um, configuration would be um, production or whatever. I was just going to say that there were some more really good questions in the YouTube chat and I pasted them into the Hangout chat. So if you get a chance. Uh, well, I saw the one about Sarah asking, is the is that the Angular dash dev kit thing? Which that was when we were talking about Builder, um, which I was sharing real quick because I just generated one earlier that I'm hacking away on. And I believe the answer for her question is yes. That is what we're talking about. If you can see that. I think that's Sarun. I think that's a guy. Yes. So, oh, I'm sorry. That's okay, but no, but I like read that wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so architect is essentially the runner uh, behind the scenes there um, that processes those uh, requests. Whoa. Who's sharing? That's Alyssa. Okay. <laughs> I got lost. Um, I saw me like four different times and I was very confused. So um yeah it's basically the runner but like i said that api isn't standard or finalized or essentially public yet even though you, it's all open source you can go take a look at it um but that's subject to change as uh changes are made moving forward for that you know who hasn't got a chance to ask any questions ed hey ed. i got a question yeah hey guys. Ed. um so is it, I haven't written a schematic uh, myself, but I was wondering, is it going to be a thing to be able to generate kind of like a new schematic to get started with? Uh, that's already a thing. So there is the Angular CLI, and then there's also the schematic CLI. Oh, um, I didn't know there was a different one. Yeah, since Bonnie already plugged um, my talk from ngconf, my solo talk from ngconf, um, you can go ahead and yeah, watch that, and it shows you how to get set up uh, with creating your own schematics as well as a few walkthroughs with a, a few uh, examples. So cool. We got to link that in this. We got to find that on the YouTubes. I should know this. I was at that talk. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I guess, I guess like I spent more time. Yeah, multiple more time times hearing the same thing before it sinks in, and you're like, yes. That's not the, the, the problem actually was that there were some hecklers up front that were distracting from people learning. Hey, he uh, was in the front row with us, so. Yeah. Oh. I think I was one of them. He was trying to learn. So we've we covered. We haven't talked about library support yet. Oh, my word. Okay. Is that the next thing after config? Oh, Justin has something. I, ahead, I have Justin. one more thing, and it's, it's going to be a hard question. Uh, okay. So uh, sorry ahead of time, but not sorry. Um, there's been, you know, a lot of changes here, right? We, we've got this thing from apps now to projects. Uh, we got the change to the uh, Angular CLI JSON file and things like that. Um, there's a lot of training material and written up documentation out there online about the CLI that now has to be updated. What was the thought process in terms of that with these changes? Um, I mean, I'm sure you weighed that in, right? But um, how difficult was that? Yeah, Mike, what were you thinking? I did not put it that way. <laughs> the thought process. Um, to have the idea of finer green control over your build process is something that's been expressed by a lot of people across many, many GitHub issues. 
Um, by detaching that process and the configuration of those processes into the, their own separate packages allows for that type of flexibility. Uh, so to be able to satisfy that greater need, as well as getting rid of uh, some of the technical debt and some of the hurdles of the configuration. Like I said, you were very restrictive of what you could define in previous versions of the Angular CLI.json that are gone with the Angular.json. So it gives us flexibility to move forward. So the main hiccup wasn't so much the idea of having process um, or the process of updating educational material, but the idea that the greater user base would have a seamless transition was what we focused on. So the ability to have ng update to be able to take your Angular CLI.json and transition that to Angular.json, as well as then installing the necessary dependencies from there really clears things up and makes that process seamless for end users. Not so much for content creators. I understand that those processes have changed, but I think that the idea of clearing up some of the technical debt, uh, reducing our bundle size and providing more flexibility was the catalyst for those changes. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. I mean, I still have a concern about, you know, like, are we going to be in the same spot we were with Angular 2 and, and whatnot, where people are going to be Googling, how do I launch an app? How do I build a specific app in the CLI and, and get old documentation and not know well, why does that not work? Which version am I on? And now do uh, content creators out there, they're going to need to put, you know, this was for version prior to version six and, and all that same sort of bat deal, right? Right. Um, that the source said, code should be document documentations itself. I think that, how do I want to state this? For the public surface area of the CLI, there's really only been two changes that I can think of off the top of my head. You still run ng build, you still run ng serve, you still run ng test. For end users, that really hasn't changed. It's almost like an internal refactor in that uh, side of things. Uh, the changes that I can think of are ng eject is temporarily um, deprecated. It will be. It's coming back, but for right now, it's disabled. And then the consolidation of ng get and ng set into ng config for simplification. And it kind of fits more with the ecosystem for like git config. And uh, I think npm config works the same way uh, that it's just a config command where you can get and set via a single command. Um, those are really the only two changes that I can think of that it really changed like an API was from typing uh, CLI commands. A few of the options have changed. Um, anything previous to uh, version six, there were aliases that were multi-character. So for example, skip git was SG. Um, that All of those have been consolidated down to a single character. Um, so that's a change uh, to the public API. The benefit there is that it's based off of the POSIX standard. So you can then chain those. So you could, um, so I think inline style and inline template are now S and T 
for generating new applications as well as components. So you'd be able to, instead of having to do dash IT, dash IS, you can do dash ST to get both. Uh, so you can chain those single letter uh, flags. To get at the heart of it though, I think it's almost like um, the, the eternal question of like um, moving forward, like, the, like being defined by our past versus like how much of that can we actually let us like, because there are things that like you're saying that changed, but I think, you know, to Justin's question was like, you know, like, is it going to be <laughs> one to two all over again? I don't think it's going to be that bad, but I also, I'm very much on the side of the fence of like, let's shake things up, but I know that makes it super painful and we're not supposed to break the web, so. <laughs> And I, th I think that by having ng update now in place, um, we'll simplify a lot of those places. Uh, content creators will still have to update their content. However, um, for end users, I think simplifying that process for them. Um, Justin, then, it's job security for you. <laughs> I'm not really thinking so much about, well, a little bit about the content creation, but just the fact that like you, you as an end user want a Google search or Bing or whatever you want to search, right? And find some answers. What are you going to find, right? So I, I have to mention one other thing um, that's kind of bittersweet um, with the ver with version six of the CLI. So as many people know, the Angular CLI version one and pre one all the way before like alpha from inception was built as an add-on to the Ember CLI. And that those dependencies changed and it ended up being internalized and a whole lot of other things. But as of version six, uh, there are no more dependencies upon the Ember CLI. Definitely grateful for all the functionality that was gotten from the Ember CLI and the community that they have there. Uh, they were great with answering questions that we had, uh, but with changes to our build process and changes, uh, including schematics, um, there was less of a need for that dependency. So that is no longer in place. Hey, can we take a quick second to do a clap of a thank you for the Ember CLI for all of the it? <laughs> do you just do like a round robin clap, Bonnie? That's that a right? round of applause, Alyssa. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. All right, you're taken away from library time. So library next time. So as Justin um, clarified, the move from the apps array to a projects map. So it's actually an object, not an array, uh, to define different projects within your Angular.json. One of the, there's two different application, or excuse me, project types they can specify. One is application, the other is library. So you can now develop and compile and work with and deploy libraries using the Angular CLI. Oh, yeah. Well, Ed and I tried to do this yesterday, and it did not work. <laughs> Wait, it I works you now. Said he, yeah, yeah, Ed said he got I it. stayed up late, and everything works perfectly now. I'm very happy. Can we hear okay, your well, story? Yeah. What, why didn't it work, and what, how did you fix it? Well, I need Mike to clarify something first with the docs. Um, so you go look at NX, and they talk a lot about workspaces. And I've heard that NX is based on the Angular CLI. Um, when you generate a new CLI project, would you consider that kind of root folder called a workspace because it kind of contains like a projects folder? Yes. So the idea of where your package.json and your Angular.json is the root of your workspace. OK, so that's same thing. OK. Um, in terms, cool. of pro in terms of project structure, the default CLI structure, if you generate multiple projects, uh, things will be put into a projects folder where yeah. 
correct me if I'm wrong, with NX, you will get an apps and libs folder um, at the root of your project is that, or workspace. Is that correct? Correct. NX still uh, uses the uh, apps and libs directory structure. Uh, okay. So ELI 6 project. Yeah. So as of now, so from uh, that, Justin just clarified, from the root in an NX workspace, you will have apps and libs where those are kept separate. Whereas with the CLI, you'll have a projects folder with all of those sub projects, apps and libs living under the project structure. As of right now, that may or may not change in the future. I can only talk about the present and the past, but the past isn't important according to Alyssa. So we'll just talk about the present. Keep moving forward. Um, no, so my point with uh, using the new libraries, make sure you generate your libraries with 6.0.2, uh, especially if you're using scoped. Uh, three. Like three. I thought you said three. At least 6.0.2. I, I looked in the issue. But yeah, use 6.0.3. It'll be even better. 6.0.2 lived for about four hours. Uh, there was a bug with uh, generating that if you generate a new application, the unit test would have failed right off the bat. So don't do two. Use three. Yeah. As so when I got there, it was three. Um, but yeah, make sure you do that. It slightly changes like your TS config from what I've gathered. Um, but yeah, it works with three. Mike, I'm pasting more uh, library questions into the chat from Ava Save. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Oh, and then just side note, if it's not working, you'll and you're trying to import, say you have multiple libraries generated within a single workspace, um, you'll get and you're trying to use Angular modules, you can get uh, like injectable not found errors, which are very confusing because they don't really have anything to do with it. But um, just basically take your source folder out and uh, regenerate your library, and your config should work better. So yeah, his question is talking about, it's kind of talking about what you are saying. I was upgrading our company today from v, his libraries from V5 plus ng Packager to Angular 6 and notice that when you generate a new library with Angular 6, there are two ng package config files inside projects, mylib. Yeah, I, 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 I read that real quick. So I believe if you were to look in your angular.json file, there should be a replacement, a file replacement section. Uh, inside of that configuration for that new project that was added so that when you build it will, in production mode, it will switch to use the production uh, file. Uh, that's something that if you wanted to manually remove that, you could uh, to get rid of the production one and get rid of the file replacement configuration. But I'm sure it's there for a good reason. Uh, the people, or the gentleman who worked on NG Packager, uh, David Hergis, I believe, and I think he's been on the show as well, um, worked on this as well as uh, some people on the uh, course CLI team, especially uh, Philippe Silva and Hans Larsen and Charles Lighting. So um, if it's there, it's probably there for a good reason. Um, likely that those values are just replaced depending upon how you're building your package, your library. Cool, sorry about that, Justin. I didn't realize you were running so late on time. I made us squeeze that one in. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. No worries. No worries. I'm trying to think if there's any other features within CLI 6 or things that are different uh, to talk about. I got nothing. Everything else is the same old, same old. <laughs> 
So really quick, just on the libraries thing, let's just clarify uh, at a base level what it is when we're talking about libraries, right, and building libraries. Yeah, so a library is a essentially an NG module or multiple NG modules that you could pull into your application. So as you write in your applications, uh, there may be different things that you want to share across multiple applications or things that you would like to have developed separately um, for bundling purposes or for code organization purposes. Um, so to be able to develop those separately. Um, there's and every library has a workspace and that's at the root or no? Uh, libraries would belong to a workspace. So you could have multiple libraries in a given workspace as well as multiple applications. So if you have two different applications, maybe you have an orders uh, public um, shopping cart application as well as an internal application, maybe you use the same library to access order information. And then there, if you wanna generate just a standalone library, um, I linked an issue, but you can basically generate a new Angular application then add a library and remove your source and end-to-end -end folders. And then if you tweak your Angular uh, CLI.json file a little bit, then you just have a standalone Git repo with just a single library. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> that is a possibility. However, I would recommend not doing that only for this, <gasps> only for the sake that if you were to just create a library separately, you have no means to run that and execute and, um, exercise that library um, within that project or within that workspace. So if you have an application within there as well, then you can consume that library and exercise tests against it in a working uh, environment because a library by itself is not executable or runnable. Are you saying to kind of use the default app as like a demo sort of? As a demo or a dev environment to be able to yeah. um, test your library. And, and unless, unless you annex it, or you use something <laughs> like Playground for Angular uh, along with your library. There, there's a couple different ways you could possibly do that. That's a Playground bird, for that's Angular a is pretty now. cool. Yeah. Okay. I remember when I first saw Playground for Angular and I was so excited and I was like, hey, Justin, who wrote that? And he's like, uh. <laughs> Maybe you should research your guests a little better, Bonnie. <laughs> so, so, um, so the library thing, you're talking about reusable code, right? I mean, are we, is this library is like, redistributable code um, yes. or is it could it actually just be something that we're not using ng packager for but just some stuff we want to use across these different projects there it is uh redistributable i believe let me i'm looking right now give me a quick although second. i was at like io and i was talking like me and steven were at this like angular review my angular app session and this one girl came up and she was asking about, um, she has multiple services that like different work apps use. And she wanted to have like this, like, you know, one version of this service that they all used. And that's when he was like, library, like, and he showed her that. And so that that's not necessarily redistributable, right? Because it's just within her company, just with a few apps, but they're putting you, those services within a library. You can publish a library to a NPM repo or NPM uh, I guess repo you would call it, or you could set up a private server for that or just pay them for a private account. So, and then it's just an NPM install away if you need to use it in any other projects. Or if you want to use projects within your company with other projects, then you would go for something like a library or a mono repo. Like, any, yeah. hey, so I know we're running out of time and it's not our fault, it's actually Chaos Monster's fault for asking all those awesome questions. But did we, 
did we get, did we get to uh, NX? Because we have some new stuff to come out, and I don't want to run out of time and not do that. That's Are another we... show, Bonnie. Yeah, but we just have oh. NX six come out like today. Today, so, oh. I'll mute him, people. So um, I want to, because we were talking about libraries, I wanted to finish that story. So as of um, with version six, there's a story within the CLI's wiki that has explanation about libraries, about how to create them, as well as how to publish them. Uh, so all that's uh, covered there. I'll be sure to include that in the show notes, which may or may not exist, uh, so that people have the link to that as well. And can we real quick, like fastest answer ever, what's the difference between a library and like an Angular element? Like if I make an Angular element and I want to share it out, do I need to put that in a library? I'm not sure if we're at the point now to, I'm not familiar with fastest the Fastest answer ever, Mike. I no, you can't, not yet. No, yet. <laughs> Beautiful. Just Beautiful. leave that issue. <laughs> I believe the idea with the element is that you're going to have a, a build artifact, right? So you build your Angular element, you're going to have JavaScript that goes with it, right? And then that would be what you would distribute that somebody could then embed, bring into their existing application and make use of. Right? Yeah, from my understanding, you're right. It didn't, It was separate from a library. Like it wasn't supposed to be. Like you could probably bundle it in a library and distribute it that way, but you could also have a build artifact like you know, ng build it out and 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 send it off there. So on the libraries, though, uh, when you generate a, a new library project in the CLI, you're getting all the bits for ng packager and everything automatically. Is that correct, Mike? Yeah, that's included in the builder uh, okay. for library. There's like Alyssa, you brought that point up about I have a service that I want to use between two different projects, right? Two different apps. And uh, I don't have any intent of that service going out being a package that somebody can install or anything like that. I just need to be able to use it between these two things. And it's kind of a shared library code, but not something I want to redistribute. Um, and that's something that with NX, with the libs that are in there, uh, they can be that. Uh, chunk of reusable code that could be within that mono repo workspace that you can share and use and import across those things, uh, but don't necessarily have all the additional stuff of being ready to be a redistributable kind of package, that sort of thing. What if, what if one of those packages is uh, written in CoffeeScript? That's another episode too, right? <laughs> Okay, I know I was really excited about so, the libs, but we're over that now. Let's talk about NX, guys. Say that Sorry. again. It broke up a little bit. <laughs> I said, I know I was all excited about libs and I was pushing you guys to talk about libs, but now it's time to talk about NX before we run out of time. Yes, I'll do a quick mention about that. And then we should probably have an episode where we can kind of get into it in more detail. But um, yeah, NX6 released today. Uh, it aligns itself with the Angular CLI 6. So it supports, uh, you can do ng new uh, schematic or a collection uh, at narwhal slash schematics uh, to generate a new uh, NX workspace with the CLI 6 and all that stuff. Uh, you can add uh, NX to an existing uh, Angular CLI 6 repo with the ng add command, uh, that sort of thing. And we basically set up all the restructuring and everything to support the latest uh, bits, all the stuff we talked about with the CLI today uh, to have be in line with supporting that and then add the additional um, power and stuff on top of that. 
as well. And we have blog posts about it. So blog.nrwl.io, you can check that out. And that, that announces what how it aligns with the CLI 6 and, and stuff like that. And then what the additional things on top of it kind of mean for the fact that the CLI has this now concept. I mean, kind of always had the concept of multiple applications, kind of monorepo, but now has a, you know more rich support for it and how NX just built on top of that um, and leverages that. So check that out. That was really quick and that was very informative, but I'm wondering, is there any way that we can get an episode about, because I know that we had an episode about NX a while back, but can we, can now that, is there more, can we get another episode kind of on the calendar going forward? So we can we get Victor Sapkin? Oh, so, so we don't have anything on the schedule for next week. Uh, I may, I may know some people that I can reach out to and see that they can come on. I may, may we'll do a, the NX six episode next week to correspond with this one. Oh, yeah. I just want to say, I, I saw with NX today, uh, the build depths tool that looked really cool to show kind of, uh, your dependency structure visually. Yeah, so we have this dependency graph uh, functionality that you can run in there that will show you um, for your different libraries, your different apps, uh, what's all dependent on it, that sort of thing, visually, you can kind of get an idea for that. Is you that can, new or have you had that? Uh, it's new. Um, I, I think we might have had it in a previous version just recently, um, but it's it's pretty new. Uh, it, was nice to, it was nice to see it because I've had it on the back end with GoCode a while, but um, it's nice to have that support on the front end. Yeah, and then you, you have this ability to tag your libraries to kind of set rules around what their usage is and, and what their scope is, that sort of thing. Um, so based on that, plus the dependency graph, we can make some assumptions and identifications about how you've structured your code and, and what your intentions are for that. And then we can raise issues and scenarios as you develop, as your teams work on things to say, hey, you know, this library was designed to be used or this lib is designed to be used as like common UI stuff. You're trying to use it in a different manner. We'll let you know about it, right? Or this is a lazy loaded module lib. You're trying to bring it in without lazy loading it. Probably shouldn't be doing that, you know, based on the specifications that you set. And so much more guidance and, and um, identification of, of the ruling or your business logic around how you want to utilize your, your code in that monorepo. Because there's only one right way and it's Victor's way. <laughs> or your way or anybody else's way. Whatever you deem is your way is that that's the way, right? Until it changes. <laughs> I think you should get Victor and Jeff Cross on the uh, show next week. And I'll, I'll be good, I swear. Cool. Yeah, we, That we, would be a good episode. Because we have a lot of questions. Cool. All right. Anything else on the CLI 6? Going once. Going twice. Be good. Everybody should use it, right, Mike? Absolutely. Use CLI. CLI helps. Yay. Yes. Awesome. All right. Do we want to do some picks before we close it out? Do we have Austin time? Austin has some picks. I have some picks. All right. All so, right. I'm going to go down the list, though. You're not first. Sorry. Alyssa, do you have any picks? Ah! Uh, I just saw Deadpool too. That's nope, Alyssa, my turn. Uh, <laughs> That's terrible. I wanted to hear about Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool too. It was I funny. Don't wanna, I don't want to hear anything about it. 
Yeah, it was good. It was good. But don't bring your kids. And uh, I'm going to see Solo Thursday. Super excited about that. So yeah, that's the all. The new Jurassic Park came out too today. Wait, it did? What? Today's a Tuesday. That doesn't make any what sense. What is? The new Jurassic Park. Movies don't come out on Tuesdays. Oh, that comes out next month. <laughs> no, I'm right, pretty Austin, sure what's your about today. You got the floor, Austin. Hashtag fake news. You guys got me confused now. Um, Angular Material 6.1 came out. Uh, lots of new stuff, uh, just minor things mainly, but lots of bug fixes as well. Um, there is a new tool for people that use Sketch that allows you to actually like use Sketch with Angular. Yes, I've heard cool. of this tool and I use Sketch. It sounds so cool. <laughs> And then there was a really awesome blog post put out on um, Angular Ivy that like shows like how it works, like very detailed, and it's even got this fun graphic. So recommend checking that out as well. Which one was that? Was that Sam's who wrote that one? I don't know. I just know Sam the pretty Julian. graphic. There was an Angular in depth one, and I'm pretty sure Sam Julian put out one, which I think was a different one. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one by Alexi Zuv. Uh, that, I think the, that's the one on Angular in depth. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not there. Positive. I linked it, but Angular yeah, Angular in depth is. is the bomb. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there are so there are lots of good articles out there. Bonnie, got any other picks? My only pick is the people watching on chat because we have a lot of good questions on chat today. So Chaos Monster and Sarun and Avatsev, uh, let's have a round of applause for the for our our. Um, and also, they all said a good job to Mike because you were awesome in the hot seat today. It was the it was the thirty four seconds of preparation that I put that I was given, and that was my fault. Up. That was my fault. We had a cancellation today, and I said, you know what, people want to hear more about Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it turned out good. We had a we had a good episode. And, it was and awesome. You have picks? Um, yeah, uh, my pick is the Angular CLI six hundred two and six hundred three. Um, but it just made libraries possible for me very easily, so I'm happy. And then uh, Bonnie for convincing me to switch over to the CLI with her on um, our big project. I told you you wouldn't regret it. No, and it worked, and we did it in like it was like a couple of days we did that, or it was less than a week. Because it was an Angular JS project, and he was kind of doing the incremental, and I convinced him to just go for it, and he did, and it was awesome. Yeah. So I do have a correction. Jurassic Park does not come out till next month. It's, uh, I'll further correct and say it's Jurassic World. But if you're watching this episode <laughs> on June 22nd or later, it's out. Oh my goodness! Um, All right, Mike, you got any picks? Yeah. Um, so we talked about ng add, but one of the things I didn't mention. Um, is actually the only implementation of ng-add that I wrote, um, is if you were to run ng-add at Angular slash PWA, will configure your application to be a PWA, uh, give you service worker, a manifest file, icons. It's the Angular icon, which oh, you have to that, change to so be. Oh, that used to be a flag, like dash dash, and now it's not a flag? Yeah, that changed. Um, I apologize to your husband, uh, 
32 seconds after your talk concluded from ng-conf that that was changing. But uh, ng add at angular slash pwa to modify your application to be a pwa. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, Martin says you get the award for the cleanest office. Or the well, yeah, I think it should go to Mike Brocky, really. I mean, Mike, you were wrong. <laughs> I like to thank the absence of stuff in here for my win. I was going to say, is it clean or is it barren? Hey, he's got the Star Wars poster. He has a poster on his wall. And I would bet to say that's the only thing on any of the walls in there. No, no, <laughs> oh. no. There's movie posters. There's all kinds of stuff on all the other walls. You just oh, right. them. Yeah, and oh. you're missing Samantha art. I'm going to film all future episodes uh, pointing at the ceiling like this. <laughs> and this way, I don't have to worry about keeping the office clean. Yeah, Obviously, I don't anyway, but this way, it's beautiful ceiling. It looks lovely. <laughs> all right. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks, Mike, for uh, all your insight on the CLI, as usual. Thanks, Ed, for joining us as a panelist today. We really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, thanks, guys, for having me. It's a lot of fun. And we'll see what we can do about uh, in an NX episode next week. And then we've got a couple other ones lined up after that. Uh, we got Alex coming on to talk about some brain angular stuff. Pretty cool. Um, and then some other stuff. So looking forward to it. As always, thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the next episode. Later. <laughs>